Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a jam-packed show for you, and we're going to kick it off with our good friend Mike Slinker. It's been a few weeks since Mike's been able to be on, and uh, he's been busy hunting, and so uh, it is great to have you back on, Mr. Slinkert. How are you? Scott, thanks very much. Uh, I got a little bit of a, of a cold, so uh, hopefully my voice will hold out through this thing. But uh, yeah, now we've been busy. All right, man. I saw your recent post on a 370 bull. So, man, let's start there. Tell us the story. Uh, it was it was a surprise even to me. I only saw that bull one time um, before uh. he actually came into my blind. So, uh, uh, usually where I hunt, I usually have you know one or two good bulls, and I kind of focus on them. And this year, honestly, we we it was real dry. We had very little water. A lot of our water holes were dried up, and mm-hmm. I like to hunt wallows and things like that for these big bulls. And uh, it just so happened that the it was kind of the tail end of the season. Um, you know, I was, was spotting with my spot scope way on top of a ridge, just trying to find you know what I wanted to hunt. And this bull showed up with about thirty cows, and uh, I got lucky the next day and picked the right spot. And he came in and put on a heck of a show for us at a wallow and. And luckily, I got a good arrow on him and put him down. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, uh, it was a pretty fast thing, really. It was, it wasn't a long, drawn out thing like it usually is. Yeah, I tell you, it's so funny. You know, we'll go out there sometimes for days and days, day after day, and then all of a sudden, man, when it happens, it's like, wow. I mean, all the effort, time, <laughs> expense, everything, and then boy, just boom, it happens, and it's like, wow. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it was incredible. And, you know, this particular blind is a place I haven't shot an elk out of it before. I've hunted it quite a few times. It's a really good spot. But it's totally different than where we usually are at. Um, usually the big bulls are on the other end of our place. And and uh, when this one showed up, um, you know, I just there's three possible spots he could have went to. And I hadn't picked the right one. <laughs> and uh, But when he came in, he had, you know, pushed his whole, his whole herd of cows in. And I had, I don't know, probably 20 cows less than 20 yards in front of me. And he came out and started, uh, you know, went to a wallow that was out there a little, little bit further. And, uh, you know, but, I mean, I was still able to draw. Those cows were basically looking in the window at me. Nobody spooked. So, wow. you know, that was our that was our hex deal again. You know? Sure. So, well, Absolutely. Well, kind of got used to. So, I mean, I, I know it's the same, probably different every time. But um, do you tend a lot to to stalk and and spot and stalk kind of deals or do you kind of just sit and call or how do most of your hunts go well, i i you know i've i've this was my 49th elk with a bow so i've done it all wow <laughs> so, okay. um you know it's it's elk are my passion and, and i love calling elk i just it's that's the biggest thrill for me however over the years i've found that if i want to shoot those big herd bulls the best place to do it is if you can get them on water so at least in our in our country, you yep. know that they're going to water it somewhere every day. Yep. And uh, most of the time, you know, during the rut, it's, it's sometimes even two or three times a day, and, you know, because those bulls are really worked up, and and uh, the hotter it is, the more they like the water. So that's where I've come to to really 
be able to fine tune on and getting these big mature bulls, which I've been really fortunate. My last what, six or seven, I've all been real good six or seven points. Mm, so, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of what I've been focusing on lately. So I don't do as quite as much calling for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still go out and call for other guys, and and uh, you know, I I called in and passed several bulls this year too. But uh, uh, you know, like I said, I after after that many elk, I kind of I kind of focus on the bigger ones, you know, just for myself, and it's kind of where where I where I get my thrill from. So, uh, but you know, calling them is a lot of fun. Stalking them, um, you know, in any way you can get close to a big <laughs> elk is, is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Again, Mike Slinkiter is our guest with Hex. You've heard us talk about it now for a couple of years, human energy concealment system, and we'll get into that here in just a moment. So talk about your setup a little bit. Let's say you got a, you know, you're going to be calling for a guy or somebody's calling for you. Kind of walk us through how you guys set up for that. Okay. In a calling sequence, um, I like to have a shooter out front. Um, you know, the, the, the further out front you can get them and still have them in line with the bull coming in, the better off you're going to be. Uh, simply because, you know, where we call, it's fairly open in a lot of places. Okay. So um, I'll actually use a Montana decoy quite a bit. Uh, when I'm calling, and and I use Rocky Mountain hunting calls exclusively, um, and uh, you know I had real good luck with them for for a long time. Right. Using so you'll put your calls. decoy where? Um, usually, I have it right beside me. Okay, right beside you um, calling. So sometimes, sometimes okay. I'm right behind it. As a matter of fact. Gotcha. So with me calling, if I've got a guy out front, because what I want that bull to do is I want him to come in. I want him to see something, you know that that uh, resembles an elk and mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot better better time getting them to, to get in range of your shooter because um, that's the, the hardest part is if you're calling in the elk can see where you are if it's that open and a lot of our country is pretty open sure. so if they can see where you're calling from they don't see anything they're not going to come any closer so um, you know if you if you don't have a decoy the biggest thing is you know I like to get close to a ridge top or some kind of a break that that elk has to come and look down to see where you're at mm-hmm. and that's where you want to put your shooter you want to put him right there Absolutely. Well, right. let's get into Hex here a little bit. And I'm telling you, man, you have changed my hunting life. Uh, I'm, I'm lucked into a bull myself opening day here in Colorado, muzzleloading. And, uh, <laughs> and so yeah. I'm cheating a little bit. I'm using the muzzleloader years and the bow, yeah. but I'm telling you what, man, it, it, I love it. And uh, I have seen it work over and over again now. But I wanted to bring up one thing because I just had a, a gentleman buy a set because his wife wanted to start going. And, and, man, I'm glad he was adamant about it. He goes, well, look. We got to get with Scott and buy you hex because he said it doesn't do any good for you to come out there and sit by me and you not have it on. So people need to understand that, don't they? Well, they do. Um, you know, hex is a, a technology; it works very, very well. But if you've got somebody that, that doesn't have it on in your proximity, you know, I mean, that's that's where the, the animal's going to lock onto, and it's really not going to do you a whole lot of good. So, you know, I know we get into that with waterfowl hunters a lot, as you know, a lot of those guys like to hunt in big groups and. You know, if, if half the group has it and half the group doesn't, you're really not going to see that much difference. But if everybody does, yeah. that, that's when you'll see it work. And, and, you know, so it's really important for people to understand it. Sure. And I tell you, this um, pullover that you came out with, you know, with the built-in mask, the hooded uh, jersey kind of thing, man, that is absolutely my favorite. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, it's it's been super popular for us. The built-in face mask is just awesome. Um, mm-hmm. That way, you 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 don't necessarily have to have your face covered all the time, but 
when it counts, it's super easy to get it up and, and, and put over your, your face, which is important to cover and, uh, you know, get that. So that's been a super, uh, super popular product for us. And, and we've got some new stuff coming out, too. I'm not going to quite announce it yet, but uh, uh, people need to stay tuned in the next uh, oh, six weeks or so because we've got some pretty cool new stuff coming out. Okay, cool. All right. And I know we go through this every show, but I think it's important. We get a lot of new listeners and people catch different parts of the show. So kind of walk us through how this came about because, man, like I say, it's been a game changer for sure. To be honest with you, it was almost an accident to start with, really. You know, but, you know, growing up, um, I, I come from a, a family of, of cattle ranchers, and I've been, you know, grown up uh, close to animals my whole life. My grandfather was a very big um, horse guy, and, and uh, he talked about staying calm and, and you know, it doesn't matter what you, how you move or how you act around that horse, he knows what you're thinking. He always used to tell me that. And what it is is the electrical energy that our bodies create through heart rate and muscle movement um, actually goes outside of our bodies, and animals are actually able to pick up on this. In the wild, it's one of the ways that they tell living objects, and especially living movement from inanimate movement, is that electrical field that's concurrent with that. Um, so blocking that just takes away that recognition factor. Um, you know, to a wild animal. And it also, like with horses and cows and stuff like that, it also makes them feel uh, calmer. So especially if, you know, people that are nervous around horses, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that horse is going to be nervous as, as well. So, um, you know, it goes all the way back to that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I've been a passionate bow hunter my whole life. So, you know, I'm all about getting closer and because and, it's a lot easier to make a shot if you're closer. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. So so when we, we came about, um, you know, the idea of actually blocking your electrical field, once we were able to actually do that, the, the difference is pretty profound. Now, you're not invisible. You still got to keep the wind right and be yep. quiet and all that kind of thing. Sure. But, um, but it does make a definite difference when animals get in close, there's no doubt. Yeah. And, and what, the best way I've tried to describe it to people, and I've even got a few videos, you know, that I took while, while using it. And, man... You know, an animal will come up to you, and, and boy, they look at you. They know something's there, but they just can't figure it out. And it's almost just like a confusion thing to them. And they're not really on high alert anymore. They're just kind of calm and just kind of look at you. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's it's a weird feeling. It really is. I've gotten used to it over the years, but and actually I expect it nowadays. But um, it is. It's And it really is a recognition factor because animals are used to actually sensing that electrical field when they're looking at something that's living mm-hmm. and when you take that away even though they can see you plainly um you just don't they just don't react the same way it's a pretty pretty interesting thing it's something that you know a lot of hunters have known and, and said you know animals have a sixth sense well they really honestly do and and it's actually an electrical sense and they're able to when when you take that away you're just more like an inanimate object and it's really confusing for a lot of animals and for us as hunters it just gives us more chance to to make it count you know right and once again hey any season bear deer elk waterfowl turkey i mean i don't even want to go out in the woods without it on mike (laughs) well just about every animal out there will react to, to, Mm -hmm. to this to some extent um 
you know, we know that birds are off the chart, turkeys and, and waterfowl are off the chart. They know that those animals actually see those electrofields visually. And by taking that away, you can now get away with movement, believe it or not, and uh, yeah. pretty crazy movement, actually. Sure. But even with, uh, even with big game, um, you know, like I said, you're not invisible. You know, it, it's not a, you know, a magic bullet that's going to work every single time and, and make the big difference. But um, the thing is, is that when you get in close and you've got all those conditions right, the wind's right, you're quiet, um, that animal's just not going to pick you up as quickly. And when he does, he's going to have some confusion, give you that little extra time that you need to do to, you know, to, to get it done. Right. Now, we've got a couple of different patterns. And, you know, sometimes I've shown it to people the first time, and they go, well, that's kind of a unique camo. And I'm like, it's not really about the camo. You know, it's about the fabric right. and all. But kind of kind of walk us through the, the, the lineup here a little bit. Sure. So we, so we came out with our own uh, proprietary camo. We call it Hextile. Um, we have uh, what we call Hextile Anywhere, which has um, you know the, a lighter pattern to it, a little more breakup, kind of a more Western sort of pattern. And then we also have our Hextile Green, which is uh, uh, more green tones and stuff for the guys, mostly down south and, and any place that, that you know green is a prevalent color. But it is important to realize that while we have a camouflage pattern, that's that's not what Hex is. Hex is a an electrical camouflage, if you want to say that. So we're actually we're actually concealing you on two levels, both visual, and we're very proud of our camo. We think it blends in very well in in most situations, mm-hmm. but um, also that electrical field um, camouflage as well. So we're really the only one out there that can actually uh, you know uh, conceal you on two different levels at the same time. So sure. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a kind of a game-changing product and Mm -hmm. uh, like i said we've been around since 2010 we're patented we're very well proven um and uh, it's just uh people need to give it a shot because it'll make a difference yeah absolutely now uh new website coming tell us about that yeah now that one is a long time coming we've been working on this for probably nine months now Um, but we have a major website revision um, and the biggest thing that the new website's going to do that we really haven't been able to do before is it actually allows people to completely customize their hex system. So a hex system is a, is a minimum hex system is a top, a bottom, and, and some kind of head cover. So um, that's going to cover the majority of your body. You're going to see the most difference. Um, accessory items like gloves and socks also help a lot as well. So on the new website, you're actually going to be able to pick and choose your hex top, your hex bottom and your hex head cover, um, and, and, and get exactly what you want for your specific need. So, okay. um, so before we were kind of selling them as sets. Um, now it's your as long as you're covering that those those parts of your body with hex, you're going to get the result. And it really doesn't matter which one that you choose. So it gives you the ability to choose whatever whatever suits you the best. Okay, great. And uh, that's going to be hexhunting.com, correct? Yep, hexhunting.com, and it's uh, actually launching, um, well, by the time this airs, it should be launched. Okay. So, uh, anyway, I encourage people to hop on there and, and see it. We're pretty proud of it. We think it's a, a major improvement. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, again, that's hexhunting.com, and Mike's been kind enough. If you'll use the promo code Scott, KLZ, uh, you get $35 off as your discount of your HEX system, and uh, that is the largest discount you will ever see. Mike even gave us a little bit of raise over his own TV show, so we appreciate that. Yeah, that's true. So, again, it is Scott KLZ, and you'll be able to use that. And, uh, hey, plans are right now, Mike, I think, for you to be here with us for the International Sportsman's Expo in January. 
yeah, that's the plan. So, All right, uh, man. You know, them bar, barring anything, uh, any disasters, that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to meeting everybody there in Colorado when we're out there. Yeah, man, it would be great to have you. And that's December 12th through the 15th, just so everyone can get that on your calendars now, the Denver International Sportsman's Expo. As you know, we moved that to March this last year. Kind of the mass mandate was still into effect and also we got out of January last year. But they're coming back here in January for the ISC, and you'll be hearing more about that in upcoming shows as well and and mike i i guess you know the people i mean you see it on social media as well but man i tell you what the people that honestly give this a try and understand it you clearly said a while ago you still gotta hunt you gotta have the win right whatever but man i'm telling you this when i say game changer it it feels like it's understatement but i mean it will change the way uh your success rate i'm just telling you man i'm a firm believer yeah, I mean that's that's been you know by and large uh, one of the coolest things about our our technology is that when people use it and they give it a chance, we we no longer have skeptics. Um, it's one of the reasons that we do shows like you know the sports, the IC, and mm-hmm. and we do about thirty sports shows all all around the country. And I mean, if you were selling a gimmick, you wouldn't be doing that because you know those people that have tried it would be you know it wouldn't be a lot of fun at these shows but the thing is is that if you've tried it and you've given it an honest chance you're going to see a difference and you know that's something that it just makes these shows so much fun to do because you know you're just hearing you know story after story and you're seeing videos and pictures and you know and it's uh, just makes you feel good that you can help people be successful and, and really have more enjoyment out in the woods and you know that's really what everything's about anyway it's those memories that you build sure uh, i did have one guy i was talking to in dallas this last week about it and uh he said man tell him to make a blind out of it <laughs> oh blind you know we we get asked that yeah. a lot honestly and and i don't know at some point we may do that but but here's the here's the problem with the blind so um, unless you do some sort of a shoot-through mesh, which mm-hmm. is possible, but with our technology is not easy, yep. um, you're going to have the most important part of, the, of your hunting scene is not going to have any hex, uh, any hex effect at all. Good and point. so that's the reason we haven't done a blind. Um, and also blocking it as close to the source as possible is also just more effective. So, um, you know, that's, that's the reason why we encourage you, you know, wear your hacks inside your blind, you're going to see a difference. Um, but that's one of the reasons why we've really kind of shied away from doing a blind. We may at some point, if we can come up with a, some kind of shoot through mash or something like right. that. But, uh, I personally am not a big fan of shoot through mash. And one of the things with this company is if I personally don't like it, it's probably a long shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, and I respect that. I want people to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Last couple of points I want to bring up. Number one, this is exceptionally comfortable, man. I'm telling you. That's a great thing about it. But nothing I want to bring up, you about make it in any size anyone will need. Yeah, we do from double extra small all the way through 5X. So uh, we've got a hex, a hex garment that will fit anybody. Um, we also, you know, really strive to be super comfortable. We don't want a downside. You know, so wearing hex should not have a downside whatsoever, and mm-hmm. we try to make that the case. Um, you know, our fabrics are all super quiet, super um, quiet, comfortable, breathable. Um, you know, and and again, you can use them in conjunction with your other with your other hunting gear too. Because I mean, a lot of people wear them underneath their other hunting gear. Um, so it's not like it's a you just have to have hex. You can certainly combine it with your other gear and and see the effect. So absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, I don't worry your voice too much, Mike, but certainly want to get you back on. And, man, congrats on your, your uh, man, 49th elk. Wow. Man, you've been yeah. a blessed man. <laughs> I have. There is no doubt about it. I'm blessed to live where I do and blessed to be able to hunt some other states as well. And and uh, like I said, these, these big bulls are my passion, and I look forward to them every year. So uh, hopefully, I don't know what number 50 will look like, but uh, hopefully I get a number 50. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Folks, check out, uh, again, as Mike said, in all transparency, we're pre-recording this here for this weekend's show, but uh, hexhunting.com, that's H-E-C-S hunting.com. Use the promo code Scott, K-L-Z, and once again, you'll save $35 off of your Hex system. Oh, Mike, I want to mention this too, gift cards. Hey, we're coming that time of year, people may be looking at some gifts and all, and uh, man, what a great way to help that hunter or huntress in your life. Get them a gift card to Hex. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, get a gift card. That way they can take care of what size if you're if you're not sure. Um, also, we do have a fit guarantee as well. So if you do decide to buy a, a hex system for somebody and it doesn't fit, then it's, a, it's really easy to exchange as well. So, you know, we are a consumer direct company. We're not really uh, in any of the big box stores or anything. We've actually turned every one of them down because we feel like as consumer direct, we can give people a better deal and, yeah. and serve them better and then help them to understand the technology better. So, um, but with that said, we also offer, you know, that, that service of making sure that you got what you need so absolutely well great job and man congrats on just developing a a great product that has changed many of our lives so again folks this is something you gotta have so go to hexhunting.com use the promo code scott klz save yourself 35 bucks tell friends about it and i'm telling you hey you do that i'll even get you on the show and let you tell your story of how hex helped you be successful out in the field so mike as always bud we appreciate your time good luck here for the rest of the hunting season for you and we'll look forward to our next conversation sir all right thanks scott you have good luck as well all right thank you so much again that's mike slinkard with hex you're listening to sportsman of colorado we got to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this get relief from flesh and back You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Now's the time to get into the Outdoorsman's Attic. Their summer sale is in full swing. All fishing gear, 10 to 50% off. Tents, sleeping bags, and packs save 30%. 30% off all knives, Sitka clothing, 25% off. And if you're in the market for a gun safe, stop by the Outdoorsman's Attic. It's Colorado's largest outdoor consignment store, located at 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. They've also got live bait, and if you haven't picked up your Colorado fishing or hunting licenses yet, they can help you there as well. If your firearm needs some work, head downstairs and see Scott the Gunsmith. 
If you've got some hunting, fishing, and camping gear you're just not using anymore, stop by and see Billy and he will explain their consignment program and how you can turn that gear into cash. Outdoor gear, guns, and ammo, all at the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hampton in Sheridan. Do you know what direction the stock market will go? Nope, no one does. But it's extremely important to discover the tools you can use if the market goes up, down, or sideways. These same tools could be used for income strategies or long-term wealth strategies. Text the word investing to the number 210-210 and join us for a free investing class right here at OTA. Text the word investing to the number 210-210 today. Also, check out the podcast, Investing and Trading Live, wherever you listen to podcasts. For over eight years, you've been hearing me talk about Phoenix Weaponry in Berthard. Hey, this is Scott Watley, your host of Sportsman of Colorado, here once again to tell you why Phoenix Weaponry should be your choice to build your new custom firearm. Phoenix Weaponry is a custom firearms manufacturer. With a combined experience of over 45 years, the Phoenix family can master even the most unique idea. Phoenix Weaponry manufactures of precision custom parts for ARs and builds custom precision rifles, as well as a full line of pistol, shotgun, and rifle suppressors. Whether you're an experienced connoisseur or a new enthusiast, let Phoenix Weaponry build you a dream rifle or a range blaster. Phoenix Weaponry is your one-stop shop for all of your firearm needs. Owner Aaron Casey says our attention to detail and one-on-one customer service sets us apart from our competition. Do it yourself or complete bills at Phoenix Weaponry. They're there to help you build your dream gun. Call them today, 720-340-2496. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. 720-340-2496 or check them out at phoenixweaponry.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, my name is Scott Watley. I want to welcome in Kevin Flesh. Now, Kevin was not late. All right. <laughs> I had to actually uh, pre-record with Mike a couple of days ago. So, uh, fresh show here, and Kevin Flesh is in studio, our official co-host of Sportsman of Colorado. Schedules just don't work out a lot, but Kevin, good to see you. It's good to see you. And what a great day to be here. Man, no doubt. Fall is in the air, and oh. So good. And our next guest has lots to tell us The only us about. place I'd rather be is with our next guest, it's, right? That's exactly right. In a boat right. on the water. Austin yes. Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle, joins us. They're located at 2645 South Santa Fe Drive here in Denver. Austin, what's going on, bud? How are you guys? I appreciate you having me on. Hey, man, you bet. How are things at the store? Been solid. Uh, right now it's into the transition time, certainly of into the fall, but also a lot of thoughts about ice fishing at the moment a lot of people don't like hearing that but it'll be here before we know it as well yeah no, no doubt. doubt no doubt but there's a lot going on now you know i stopped in the in the store just i guess it was just last night i was in there and we were talking about because i'm going to try to do a little lake trout fishing i want to find some spawning trout somewhere hopefully up in the mountains but uh that's not we got to talking about salmon fishing and it's something we don't get to talk much about so let's talk about that a little bit and what you know is going on up in the hills relating to the salmon this time of year. Yeah, as soon as we get to the first part of October here, a lot of people's minds go toward those tokens. And just as a refresher course, the state stocks these salmon in, and every four years, just like Ocean Run salmon, these landlocked stock guys move to the places that they were either stocked or the places that they were naturally born in the rivers. Right. You know, move back up 
to on their spawning runs and then die. So yeah. the, the challenging element to it is that once they begin their spawning run, they don't eat anymore, and it's all about getting them to react to something. So there's a lot of talk about snagging as well, but we'll get to that here in a second. But some of my favorite locations right now have been Wolford Mountain Reservoir as well as the Dream Stream. Wolford and the Dream Stream both do not allow any snagging. It's all in the mouth only. Yep. And a lot of times what I like to end up doing is either fly fishing to them with a brightly colored streamer. Chartreuse and pinks are always good. Drifting egg flies or San Juan worms can also be very effective. But on spinning tackle, you can also have fantastic success drifting ice fishing tube jigs that are brightly colored, the pinks and the oranges and the chartreuses down through the holes or in the still water environment. But both of those have been doing quite well. Now, Wolford, you can keep your limit of 10 salmon, but uh, the Dream Stream is all catch and release no matter the species that you catch. Right. So talking about, all right, so fly fishing when you're drifting, pretty straightforward. I mean, it's like any other fly fishing. But with the uh, with the ice fishing, are you talking about like a leadhead jig and then the uh, some sort of tail on the back of it for the spinning? Exactly. So envision a tube jig like you'd be fishing for bass or lake trout, but just downside. Yeah. The little one thirty seconds or one sixty four ounce tubes, and then I'm putting a small split shot above them, and then having a float up above that. So Got it. Split shot brings it down into the water column, yep. casting up and then letting it drift down naturally on the dead drift through the current seams. Okay. And you're looking for sort of holes and that sort of thing where they'll congregate before moving up into shallower water? Is that the idea? Exactly. So, yeah, so in the still water environment like Wolford, the fish will be very visible along the shorelines, and there isn't much of a run that goes up into the creek above. Yeah. However, at the dream stream, everything is going to be in the river itself. And as I mentioned, they are extremely visible. So if you're actively targeting kokanee salmon, Going up and, and walking the stream until you're finding the fish is going to be the critical element. They, they do not camouflage themselves well when they're <laughs> bright red. Yeah, I was going to say, for those folks that have never done it before, if you're on the stream and you see these bright red fish, you've found the kokanee. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one mention about the dream stream is it does get, tend to get very crowded up there. So yep. an early morning uh, or a weekday is pretty critical. But getting away from some of the crowds, you can drive a bit further. The, the run-up above Blue Mesa has not been overly fantastic, but I have been hearing of quite a few salmon up above Ridgeway Reservoir okay. and yep. in the southwest portion of the state. Uh, sections of Navajo can also be good where they allow snagging in those bays. Oh, okay. All right. So that's a little bit of trip from the metro area, but folks that are listening to us over in those areas, certainly that's going to be... I mean, if you want to take a weekend and try it, that's certainly a, a, yep. a thing to do. And then, Absolutely. Uh, so talking about the kokanee, now, are the kokanee, the kokanee aren't actually spawning, are they? They're just going back to where they started, right? In some places, they do spawn. Oh, they so do? So up, okay. um, up above Dillon Reservoir, the run t- tends to be a lot later, and a lot of times you're catching the best fish after the ice has come onto the Snake River Inlet. But wow. Parks and Wildlife does not stock that lake at all with kokanee. They are 100% naturally reproducing in that body of water. And uh, so they also do quite a bit of natural reproduction uh, to an extent up above Blue Mesa. However, the state will net those fish at the Roaring Judy Fish Hatchery and, okay. and physically uh, harvest milk those them, eggs sure. and milk them and, and artificially inseminate that. And that also takes place up at Wolford. And if you make a trip up to Wolford, particularly near the boat ramp area, there are nets that are in place from Parks and Wildlife who then reharvest these eggs to get more salmon into the into the bodies of water. I know a lot of the biologists that do that, and 
and it uh, is always a problem with lots of lures and such around those nets. So right. as with the walleye spawn in the springtime, certainly be mindful and respectful of that and fish in some other places rather than exactly where they're setting those. So those, those spots that where the, the salmon are spawning, or do you see any, any trout behind it picking up those eggs at all? Is that something that attracts them this time of year as well? Definitely. So up at the dream, our reports have been that the salmon have been eating some of those brightly colored streamers and then San Juan worms. They've been, however, ignoring the eggs. But the caveat to that being that when you drift through those salmon with those egg flies, the, the rainbows are picking those up down below, right. cut and snake river cutthroats. And then there are browns that will be up spawning up there as well as, as resident fish that live there in the river. Sure. So you can absolutely pick up a mixed bag of trout and salmon. And in some cases, like, uh, for instance, at Wolford, even a pike or two can sure. come and eat one of your fish. <laughs> no. it's, a, it's a cornucopia of fish in those areas yeah. this time of year. Yeah. Absolutely. Lots so, of options. Austin, quick question. So how do people, you know, I mean, there's so many bodies of water. There's so many, um, you know, rivers. There's so many places to fish in the state. Where, where's are there is there one or two good resources people can go to to kind of do some research on these places? Or is it just best to, you know— Come by and check with you, or I mean, how do people find out about you know what's going on at these different lakes and all? Well, first off, listening to Sportsman in Colorado every Saturday will give you. Hey, man! See uh, that—that's why I pay you the big bucks, man. You think (laughs) ahead. Thank you, sir. That's a nice one there, but uh, the Colorado Fishing Atlas is one that's a nice resource from Parks and Wildlife. That resource shows all the species that are in, in in every one of these bodies of water. However, it does not mention specific reports. I'm definitely a resource with that down at the store where we hear of everything all the time. Yeah, well, that's what I tell everybody. I say, just go by and talk to Austin. <laughs> yep. And then there's certainly some, some online forums as well. There's Colorado fishing forums as well as ice fishing forums. And you'll get folks talking about different places that are hot on there. And that can be good. But with the one caveat being that the social media anymore can be a detriment as much as it is a help mm-hmm. to some of these small bodies of water. Yeah. So respecting the, the individual bodies of water, maybe not posting about something that's a small, sensitive body of water that's a hot bite that you're on, but then talking about some of the bigger stuff. And, and it's always a sensitive topic because everyone's out there and wanting to do, do their best thing, but some bodies of water can take it better than others. Yeah, sure. no, no question about that. Well, all right, so we, we've covered the salmon. Let's talk a little bit about the trout as well as what's going on um, relating to all the different rivers, you know, the Arkansas, Colorado, what you're hearing about sort of where the status of the water is. I think it's pretty good. They've gotten uh, enough rain this summer, but uh, what's going on with those different drainages? Yeah, there's virtually no closures throughout the entire summer. There's a little bit on the Eagle and the Colorado and, and the Yampa, but it was not anything like what we saw last year. We were very blessed to see all the monsoon rain flow coming through, so that definitely helped a lot. But our freestone bodies of water, as you mentioned, will continue to fish quite well for the next several weeks. The Colorado has been a little bit high lately, but the Arkansas has been really premium flows, uh, everywhere from Hayden Meadows up towards the top all the way down past Salida. Uh, the water is very clear right now. Those, those brown trout are going to be moving up into those spawning areas. And as we've mentioned multiple times with these spawning fish here, it is also important to be cautious about where you're walking in the right. river. So crossing in some of the deeper runs and letting those gravelly bars where those fish are up there actively spawning, letting those, those be and then walk in those deeper areas definitely helps with our fish, as with those kokanee that still in reservoir, the, the majority of brown trout in the state are also naturally reproducing, and they don't require much stocking, but that also is important for us to respect that. But 
up there, the egg flies and stone flies have both been worthwhile. A lot of times on the arc, I'm running that lead past rubber leg stone and trailing an egg, but a San Juan worm at any given point in the fall can also be very worthwhile. Um, working some of the larger lakes, Spinney Mountain Reservoir is closed for the season for boating right now. The water is too low there and passed down past the boat ramp, but there's still great options from shore as well as hand launch craft. Uh, that bite has been very good, and as it gets cooler up there, it is one of my favorites. You can work great action down on the southern and southeastern sides and larger tube jigs as well as the eggs, as we've mentioned, and yeah. uh, stripping streamers. All are very worthwhile there. So South Park offers a lot of opportunities this time of year, but Spinney is one of my favorites. And with the lack of boat traffic, uh, it can be very good for the shore angler or boat tuber or small boat fishermen. Sure. That's fantastic. Um, so... At the shop, obviously, if people need gear and they they need the, uh, obviously you you can give them some advice about what to use and where to go. Um, talk a little bit about you know the situation with the store and and what sort of stuff you've got in stock and have you had have you gotten through all of the issues with you know the chain uh, sort of supply chain issues and things like that. I know you guys didn't have much of a problem, but uh, just give us a status on what's going on with the store. Yeah, it was definitely challenging for you know a year or so there, but. The advantage to what we had other than places like a car dealership is that we can uh, replace some of the inventory that was out of stock with other things that are close. So we were always able to hold really strong inventory. But in general, the majority of stuff is definitely getting better with exception of reels. Uh, So many small parts on those. Those have still been challenging to get my hands on. But we still have a real nice selection of those. But as I mentioned at the start of this segment, the ice fishing is really coming in right now where we're going full bore and, and within the next couple of weeks we'll be fully stocked on ice. So folks getting prepared for that, uh, we'll find that our inventory is strong with everything from Garmin Panoptics units, Vexlars, all sorts of different rod options over the next couple of weeks and most certainly all of the terminal tackle and jig. So much like the the regular um, soft water season, hard water season with the Panoptics and the other live sort of scanning technology is that is that changing ice fishing just as much as uh, open water i almost feel like it is maybe changing it a little bit more uh you can drop your your transducer down and scan around to the sides with great accuracy so if you're looking for things where you, you know when you're in a boat you can move around forward and back yeah. drop off but that that panoptics allows you to poke a hole in the vicinity Spin uh, your transducer around below the ice and be able to find schools of fish, structure, drop off the whole nine yards. So I think it certainly makes things uh, quite a bit easier. And do you have a particular brand or unit that you like or that you guys are um, privy, I guess, you know, that you just think is, is the better of the, the options that are out there right now? You know, on my boat right now, I'm, I'm running the active imaging from Lawrence. That's been an incredibly worthwhile platform, uh, and that also works on the ice. But down at the store right now, we did just get the Garmin Panoptics in, which is kind of the original of the live imaging right. and the ice fishing bundle. So that definitely is a nice option as well. And, and I still like the straight Vexlars for vertical digging also. Yeah. And the price point is definitely a lot more friendly, <laughs> yeah. uh, even though it's high-end units. But uh, if you really want to change the game, one of the active imaging panoptic style units is definitely one that uh, I recommend. And a lot of times I talk to folks about this in my boat, my guiding situations, but 
figuring out and mashing your electronics is truly as important as what you're tying on the end of your, your lure. Sure. Finding the fish and being able to stay on them is as important as anything. So mastering electronics is, is definitely important in my book. All right. Austin Parr is our guest. Discount Fishing Tackle is the store, 2645 South Santa Fe Drive. Their number, 303-698-2550. And Austin also does guided trips, as he just mentioned there. So, Austin, I'm telling you, I want to do this, Kevin, that size fishing thing. All right, we This well, year. You, so it's, I want you to go out and check with the spud bar, <laughs> make sure the ice is good, and then wave okay. me and Austin on, all right? But, uh, we'll man, do that. I, I do want to try that. Yeah. This, this live technology is incredible. Um, you can actually see the fish moving and the, I mean, virtu- the Vexlars are nice and, the, and you're able to, when you, when you get it figured out with the vertical jigging, right, you can see basically a cone below the, the hole. But this, the idea of this live scope where you're seeing fish come in and out and moving and reacting to what you're using is, is a pretty unbelievable technology, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Wouldn't you say, it's Austin? So, it really is. And I mean, it, it, it you can almost find yourself looking at it too much when you're right. in a boat as well. Yeah. But on the ice, it's pretty cool because, I mean, you can sit there and stare at it just like you would have X-Bar. You just have fish coming in and out from hundreds of feet away. Right. And uh, it's it's pretty unique, and, and uh, the sonar technology is pretty unbelievable. Austin, do you see you guys coming back with some of the classes that you used to do? We should be doing some ice fishing classes this okay. fall, and, and uh, so we'll be firing some of that stuff up into the wintertime. So right. that'll be kind of the next stuff coming up uh, as we start to lock down. Wow, that's so cool. And this is really something fun. I mean, you want to talk about something that's pretty good for the family and oh, to yeah. take kids. Completely. Fishing is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but as the weather changes, just like anything else, got to keep them comfortable, keep them in good gear, and keep it make it fun, Austin. So what are some tips that you would say that you know, you've learned? I mean, you've taken a lot of people out guiding and seen different things. Give us some tips for the – uh, maybe the fathers and the mothers out there want to take their kids fishing. Big thing that I like to, to tell folks is not forcing what you want to go catch. Fishing to what is biting is critical when it comes to children. So if you're in a colder time of the year, going to your local bass pond to catch some bluegills and largemouth may not be the best thing to do. However, during that same time of year, as we're moving into the fall here especially, shifting up into the mountains slightly for a nice afternoon at places like Georgetown or Golden Gate Canyon State Park can both offer really strong numbers of fish for these kids. So if, if the kid is new and, and their, their attention span is short, catching a lot of fish is definitely important. And one of those locations, as I mentioned there, Georgetown, Golden Gate Canyon, up toward Evergreen all work well. They're nice short drives. And if things aren't going well heading home and, and ending it after a, a period of time with the, the kids become uh, bored with it is also important. Also, I feel like uh, the, the biggest mistake you can make is forcing the kid into something that they're not wanting to do and creating a negative overall experience. Yeah, completely agree. <laughs> and they always come up with something else. You know, they always get interested in something maybe that's not fishing related and it is pretty yeah. pretty interesting <laughs> right absolutely yeah uh, my daughter all the time she's in the boat playing with her toys in the live well or doing whatever and yeah. when the fish comes on we're gonna reel it up so it's all about fun at that point yeah wow. a couple more minutes here awesome but um talk about your your relationship with crowley boats i know that's what you use and maybe we've got some folks that are uh maybe thinking about a new boat um tell us a little bit about them crowley is located at I-76 in Pecos, roughly, to the northwest slightly there. Uh, they are the leading fishing boat 
retailer in Colorado. So they carry Ranger Boats, Lund, and Triton, as well as uh, pontoon boats from Sylvan down there. Uh, I am running a Lund Impact 2025, and when it comes to an overall fishing machine, those guys, Lund thinks through absolutely everything. So it's a boat that is offered in multiple different sizes, mine being uh, just over 20 feet long, but also down toward uh, below 17 foot. But all the different features remain the same, which is quite nice on those impacts. And you can really kind of on an a la carte basis add or subtract things that you're wanting. But the big advantage uh, that they're facing down there right now, which is the same thing we're seeing at the store, is that inventory is becoming a bit more available right now. So there are actually options that are... Um, available to be purchased at the spot, whether it be a large boat or a small boat. But then this is also the time of year if you wanted to get the, the fishing boat of your dreams to order something that is tailored to you, whether it be colors or electronics choices, motor selection, the whole nine yards. But um, when it's fishing boat related, Crowley Marine and Crowley Boats certainly can help out. And, and uh, they are, a, as we are at the store, a knowledgeable staff that is a boating and fishing staff that are comfortable with the questions that you may have and will provide correct answers. Unlike someone at a, a big box store that may just be thrown in as a salesman that does not actually fish. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. <laughs> yeah. My experience has been wonderful with them, with all of the questions and having, you know, things put on boats and taken off. They do service really well. And, and along with the new, the new purchases too. Right. Hey, real quick, we got the International Sportsman's Expo. That'll be here before we know it. That'll be January 12th through the 15th, and Austin and his crew will be there with Discount Fishing Tackle as well. But we are looking forward to getting that show back. And a couple of different halls there. I believe we're doing halls B and C this year. So I know last year was a little bit different show, a lot of construction going on there at the convention center. But uh, ISE is coming back strong, and we'll be having some tickets here uh, as we get closer to give away. So stay tuned for that. But uh Austin, you do some great seminars there, man. And I tell you, you know, it's something to have the knowledge to do it, and it's it's a way different thing to have to explain it to other people and answer questions. And, man, I just want to commend you on doing a great job there at the ISC. We have heard, of course, nothing but the best compliments on your seminars. Certainly appreciate it. And this year will be a little bit different with the fishing theater being combined fly fishing and conventional fishing, but I will be having uh, some in-depth, uh, technique-specific presentations, as well as on the Sunday with a, a youth and, and kids-specific uh, Sunday event. Uh, so we'll also be doing some giveaways at the, the Discount Fishing Tackle booth okay. uh, through that same kids Sunday. So we'll look forward to it. Still got a little ways out. And a lot of fall fishing and hunting and ice fishing to do before we get there, but uh, looking forward to that as well. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, I know you're busy on a Saturday. We appreciate you taking time, and uh, just thank you, man, for all the help you've given us here on our show. We are very grateful to you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, That's Austin Parr, Discount Fishing Tackle, 2645 South Santa Fe. Their number, 303-698-2550. And if you've got any questions about fishing whatsoever, go by and see Austin, and I promise you he'll take good care of you. Kevin Flesh is with us. we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right after this. Are you in the market for a new firearm or maybe looking to purchase your very first firearm? Well, wouldn't it be great to have an experience worth telling your friends and family about while making such an important purchase? At Bighorn Firearms, we know how important that is, and it's our mission to provide this experience to every customer that walks through our front door. Hi, I'm Ryan, owner of Bighorn Firearms, located in southeast Denver, and my team and I are customers too. 
We know what it's like to experience the typical specialty store attitude, and we believe everyone deserves a first-class experience when purchasing a firearm. If you're searching for friendly service, a knowledgeable and passionate staff, and a great selection of firearms, we'd like to invite you to Denver's best independent gun store, Bighorn Firearms, one mile east of Evans and I-25. Whether it's your first gun or you've been collecting for years, our friendly and knowledgeable staff are passionate about answering all of your questions. Service and selection is our commitment to you. That's Bighorn Firearms, located at 2175 South Jasmine Street, Suite 105, Denver. Call us now, 303-758-9423, or shop online, bighornusa.com. Riding an e-bike will make you feel like a kid again. Just try it. Hi, I'm Randy Crancy, founder of eBike of Colorado. E-bikes are a fun way to ride the trails. Pedal Assist technology flattens the steepest hills. We have 14 major brands to choose from, and our expert staff will find you the perfect bike. Come take a free test ride at eBike of Colorado in downtown Louisville, next to the historic Grain Elevator. Open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Learn more at ebikeofcolorado.com. Just try it. Before we get back to the show, you know, our eyes are very important. And let me tell you who I've been trusting my eye care to. It is Stack Optical. For over 10 years, hey, Alan's been taking great care of us, and he will take great care of you as well. Their eye exam, folks, is only $69, and it has been $69 for years. And Alan just says, hey, they want to give a great eye exam, a thorough eye exam, and take care of you. So they've never raised that price. So get in. Give them a call, 303-321-1578 for all your optical needs. If you're needing a new pair of glasses, hey, you want to have a a better experience in the outdoors, whether it's golf, riding your bike, they've got the stack sports pack, so prescription sunglasses. Maybe you've got a hard prescription no one else has been able to figure out. Give Allen Stack a chance at Stack Optical. Of course, they can handle repairs, your contacts, all of it. Right there at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver, 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com is the website. And I always tell you, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Hey, Dan, you know our jobs are pretty different. I'm a baseball announcer, you're an attorney, and a talk show host. Yeah, but we do have something in common. Really? What's that? Our favorite car dealer, Len Lyle Chevrolet. Yeah, definitely not your typical dealership. That's so true, Jack. No high-pressure sales tactics. They respect your time. And when you have two jobs, that's important. You know, I'd recommend Len Lyle Chevrolet to anyone. And with their low overhead, that means lower lower prices. prices. Yeah, we really do have something in common. Len Lyle Chevrolet. Go east and pay the least chevy find new roads rush to reason with john rush weekdays from three to seven on klz 560 welcome back to sportsman colorado again my name is scott watley glad to have our official co-host with us kevin flesh as i mentioned earlier in the show man the schedules just get crazy and all we've been through these last few years and Kevin, catching up in the court system and all. Exactly. You've been a busy man, too. <laughs> busy man, getting kids to college and doing all kinds of stuff, and it's nice to be in studio today. Man, it is a lot yeah. of fun. I want to thank Mike Slinkard for being with us. Again, if you missed that, it is hexhunting.com, H-E-C-S hunting.com. If you use the promo code Scott, K-L-Z, you'll get $35 off of your Hex system. And even on Mike's TV show now, Hunting with Hex, he only gives $30 off of a set, but I... You, he had to give me the right. best discount, so he gave us $35 off. 
And, of course, Austin Parr there at Discount Fishing Tackle will take care of you. But, Kevin, I was— With Hex. I mean, it is oh. it is crazy oh, stuff. Dude. And it's, bird hunting. I mean, yeah. all kinds of things. So Unbelievable. people need to try it. I mean, I'm it's, telling you. <laughs> when, when we met him the first time, like, there's no way that. And then you. No, see I was it. super skeptical, right. man, when I first. I super was like, okay, blocking my magnetic right. field. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but it works. It's I'm like Farb and his copper wrist yes. things. Yeah. You know, it's like, exactly. oh, okay, <laughs> but it works for sure. A couple of things I was thinking while Austin was talking. I want to let him go since he's at his store. But yeah, there's a lot of regulations in fishing. Yeah, so you know we've got a bunch of people, not as many as we have in the in the past, but there's still a lot of people coming into Colorado, and the water laws are very different in Colorado in comparison to a lot of states. Like uh, Colorado, you uh, have to make sure you know who the landowner is for mm-hmm. the partic- that's uh, next to the stream. Let's say you're stream fishing, and um, you're on the Arkansas River. There's a ton of public access to the Arkansas River, but there's still private water as well. And what we mean in Colorado by private water is the land next to the river is owned by a private entity and you may be trespassing. So some states, Wisconsin, Montana, um, if you're in the river, it's all public. Um, Montana had a, a lot of litigation in the 70s about what the water laws were, and they eventually their Supreme Court said, if you can get, if you're below the high water mark in a river, um, you can be in that, in that river and be legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado is not that way. So there are times where you're looking at the river and the river left, for example. So if you're looking upstream and it's the left side of the river is public to the middle part of the river, but then the right side is private. So you can't Jeez. walk across the river. And so you've got to be really careful. And CPW does a really nice job on mm-hmm. its maps of explaining where those things are. And generally speaking, the private landowners always have it marked where where their um, land begins. So you have to remember that in the event that you're in a section that it seems like it's public, it, you have to make sure what's on the other side of the river if you're going over there and make sure that that's public as well or that you have permission from the landowner. Right. But absolutely. So legally relating to just walking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just getting there. Yeah, yeah, similar to hunting and you want to make, you know, you've got to make sure you know where you're at. And um, and that is relatively easy to do and just keep keep watching, especially the Arkansas River. The signage is really good. The Colorado, the same. Um, now, floating is also different. Mm-hmm. So you can float the river. Let's say you've 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 got a, a, a boat of some sort that you're floating the river. You can float all of the rivers in Colorado as long as you don't put an anchor down or you touch the bottom, which again, is even more complicated, right? (laughs) So um, when we float to Colorado, there's many sections of private water that will float over, so we can't anchor in those spots. You know, you have a reason to anchor. You've got Mm -hmm. your fly rod all screwed up or you're landing a fish and you want to make sure that you're not moving. You can't do that in some places um, because anchoring, then you're actually trespassing. But otherwise, you can float through. And then just knowing all the limits and sizes of what to keep, what you can't keep. Right. And even in the metro area, I mean, you've got to look at, so the great resource, generally speaking, is when you put your boat in, for example, if you're fishing out of a boat, at the boat ramp, um, there's always signage with regard to the the certain species that you may be fishing for and what the limits are. The majority of, you know, a lot of the the trout streams anymore, especially the gold water um, 
the gold medal waters mm-hmm. are going to be catch and release. But you've again checked the CPW. They they put out a really nice pamphlet every spring relating to what the regulations are. And again, much like the hunting that we we talk about, the pamphlet relating to hunting right. as well. They always have the updates in the front part of that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with fishing. You want to look at those because sometimes those things change. And it's just something you want to do every year to keep yourself updated, so that if you do go to a particular part of the state that you haven't been in and you think you know what the regulations are, make sure, just check it, make sure that you're, you're, um, you're doing the legal thing. Yeah, sure. And the other thing that you have to, the other thing you have to make sure of is whether or not you can use bait or, you know, live bait or no bait or it's artificials only. Those are again, the same thing. Barbless hooks. You just want to be up to speed with all of those things. And, yep. but it's, it's your responsibility to know it is. And, <laughs> and the biggest thing is, Make sure you know what you're doing, and then just go out and have a good time. Yeah. This is the greatest time of the year to do all the all the things that we have to offer. For in sure. Hey, real quick, if you do catch yourself in a bind, uh, Kevin, of course, an attorney that he handles wildlife violations, all that kind of stuff. So again, his number is 303-806-8886. Wish we had another hour to go, but Kevin, our time's up. Good to see you. Good to see you. I want to thank our guests today, Austin Barr and Mike Slinkard. Mostly, thank you for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Good luck out there if you're doing some fishing. Rifle season's coming up. Good luck to everyone. We'll talk to you next week. The views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.